1: Right now, get up to 30% off at Bluenile.com. Bluenile.com.
2: Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. i I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by a Luke bearing gifts. Owen. Owen. (laughs) Hello, Swap Nation. It's the the
1: kind of nickname that's got quotes and it's in the middle of the name. Kind of how we do uh, Patreon shout outs sometimes. Mm. Um, Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Shane the Hurricane Helms is (laughs) Is, an example. Is that what he calls himself now?
2: I guess he's the Hurricane, Shane Helms. Yeah. I don't know, but either way. So, oh, how the devil am I? Yeah, how the devil am I? I'm are not you? doing very well, Luke. Why is that? Because I, in you know, update to Ollie's bike journeys into work. I was about five minutes in to my journey, my twenty, usually twenty-five minute journey, and I was like, God, this is, this is tough going. I was really panting to get, and it level level ground as well. I was like, I'm really panting. My legs are on fire. I give the back wheel a squeeze. It's completely flat. Oh. And it, and I was like, "Well, this is a bike rental, but I'm, I'm only trying it out. I've got to get it to work anyway to return it. I'll just press ahead." It took me double the amount of time to cycle in, and I was dripping with sweat because I did the whole thing in second gear. It was like doing, it was like going up a hill for fifty minutes on a bike mm-hmm. in my work clothes.
1: Yeah, there is one. Thing I'm you wearing ha- your jumper
2: on, <laughs> and because I sweated through and my, a t-shirt my we got from WrestleCrate yeah.
1: there, I think you do need to work this out because you haven't quite you, you cycle to work in what you then wear at work and all you've done is you, just, you kind of just sweat into those clothes and then you work in those sweaty clothes well it tries. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I well, know, I, that, that's what this week is about it's about it's trial figuring and error. out You know, I couldn't see where I was going I bought a torch I didn't indicate where I was going to turn off. A bike, a cyclist nearly crashed into me. Now I now I indicate. Yeah. I'm learning on the
1: fly. Sometimes you get a puncture, you need to have a puncture repair kit yes. in case of that happens. Yeah, if that's how they do it, m- spare wheels attached to the bike. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but I'll research it. Yeah.
2: And yes, in there would would be some form of
1: change of clothes. clothes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or you want to start getting lycra and just cycling Ooh. in that and then changing into it when mm. you get here. Uh, but in reference to what you were talking about oh, at the start yeah. of this show. So, uh, one of our pledge hammers who gets a shout-out in this episode and part of the uh, the $25 and above pledge hammer shout-out, head over to patreon.com forward slash russell talk to be part of that. Uh, the Condor Christopher Jenkins. Oh, sorry, yes. Infinite Crisis uh, Christopher Jenkins. Do apologise. Um, he got in touch with us because he is from America. What? But he came over to London town quite recently for a visit. But sadly... We couldn't arrange to meet up because when he arrived, it was the week we were moving into our new studio. That was a busy week. It was the week of super showdown. There were lots oh, good Lord. Of, there were yeah. lots of teething issues in that in terms of us actually getting into the studio. There were lots of back and forth trips. There was just lots of work on, so we it, we just couldn't make it work. Unfortunately, the paint literally didn't
2: dry <laughs> in the studio <laughs> until several hours before we recorded the Super
1: Showdown yeah, review. Absolutely, and we got a bit fumy. Yeah, and it's I mean it's still a bit fumy in here at the moment because the smell just gets trapped. Uh, but he did. Bring us some gifts that he wanted to give to That's us. That's very kind. Which is Thank very, you. Very, very kind. So it's like I'm super disappointed we couldn't meet up either. There is still little hope in the future though. When we visited, I fell in love with everything in the UK, and I've begun the process of transferring my paramedic license to the UK Ooh. equivalent, so I can start working there. Hopefully, in the next 12 to 18 months, I'll send the gifts that I got for Laurie, Ollie, and yourself just as soon as I finally recover. Um, I, I just wish I could have seen your faces when you opened them. So I thought it's like I want. I put a lot of thought into these. Because because of how much Wrestle Talk means to me personally I'll let you know when to expect the package um, and he's putting some thought into his next crap gimmick suggestion um, and so it's now arrived it arrived today it's um, very
2: sweet of him
1: he sent me a follow up email to say uh, I put all your gifts in the mail they should arrive Tuesday but I'll monitor them with the tracking number given it's crazy to think how they've traveled over 20,000 miles on their way to you I was bored yesterday and googled the earth circumference <laughs> uh, so we've got the package here that's a big life change uprooting to the UK mm-hmm. so do you want to uh, partly open this I mean okay. I, I partly opened it in the other in the office okay um, um
2: this is an unboxing with no visual element to yeah. it so I hope you well, that is, you have. well good job for for wrapping that up tight that was that was
1: Andy dancing okay front okay okay so what we got here oh oh, oh the individual got a, oh, you've got a bag for Luke it's bag for me Ah, and he said there's a nice email as well. Um I mean just, I'll quickly
2: There's a bag for Laurie. Should yeah. we save that for we'll Laurie. Or, save that or should we open Laurie. that for him? And then- no, you can do it tomorrow. Oh yes, we'll do it tomorrow. Uh oh, and Ollie gets the best looking one. He does. Got yeah. like a, what
1: is that? It's like a captain bag. It says this captain
2: don't give a ship. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> with a picture of a captain. So I'm the, cap, I'm the WrestleTalk captain. Yeah, indeed.
1: Uh, to the entire WrestleTalk crew, hey guys, if you would, please allow me to put WrestleTalk over for a moment. I wanted to tell you all something that you might not think about every day, but it's a sentiment I hope you will think about with the appreciation pride in the future. Just like countless people all over the world, I have stressful days at work. To the vast majority of people, this means something like deadlines weren't met, you were late to work, or had to deal with a particularly mean person. I've been a paramedic for almost eight years now and it has been a privilege to treat and comfort sick and injured people of all ages usually on the worst days of their lives i absolutely love what i do loving capital letters i help put people back together again both figuratively and literally after a tragedy but my profession has a dark side we sometimes see things that are impossible to unsee most days are fairly uh, low stress but when work gets stressful i turn to three healthy outlets woodworking see uh, postscript below watching professional wrestling and wrestle talk There have been many times where I had a large tight ball of stress in my chest after a horrible shift and I hate bringing that energy home to my family. So I will listen to you guys make jokes be silly and talk about wrestling on my commute home. By the time I get home that ball of stress is either gone or just small enough for me to drop on the front door and walk in the house virtually stress-free. To me that's priceless and I bet there's thousands of people all over the world like me that would say the same thing to you if they had the chance. You guys help us forget whatever negative things we're dealing with for a little while by laughing, telling jokes and talking about an we all love and so please accept these awesome wrestling t-shirts from me and the rest of the SWAT nation that feels the same way wear them with pride knowing you truly help make the world a better place also the trading cards and DVDs are for you all to share you deserve it clap 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 here's uh, in my spare time I've been working on building a pair of talk themed bludgeon brother hammers oh my god maybe with Luke and Ollie's names in Viking font on their handles I've no idea what you would use them for creatively though what about a short-lived fantasy booking warfare prize or trophy Oh, I'll talk of that as a trophy, mate. Mate,
2: we should have the new SEC debuting next week. That yeah. is the perfect item to be <laughs> in the
1: background. Yeah, uh, any suggestions would be helpful and appreciated. Thank you so much for, for that letter, Chris. That, that's really, really heartwarming to me, and I'm, I'm glad that we can help out with our doofy little show.
2: Um, we, you know, Chris, we might actually...
1: Frame that ladder uh, (laughs) And put it up Because that is very nice We were looking for things To put up in our new office
2: Um, Christopher Jenkins I think might have to have Dan's real Well Dan can still be The real Dan's Dan Mm -hmm. But maybe Chris Jenkins Should be The real man's man He is the real man He likes wrestling He likes saving lives And woodworking (laughs) What the heck He's literally Ron Swanson Yes This is is a, a, a level of masculinity Which we are no, when but we will live vicariously through you jenkins Absolutely. Plus, whenever i whenever i see or hear your last name i do think leroy jenkins man speaking of old references you don't know what i'm
1: talking about just search leroy
2: jenkins if, if you don't know what we're talking about best that's my th- if i've got a big ball of stress I watched that video.
1: If you don't know what we're talking about, you're far too young uh, and and we are far too old. But I'm I'm going to open up mine, uh, my gifts now. It's good that there's T-shirts involved because this is a day where I need it. Absolutely. And and you are currently wearing one of my T-shirts. Oh, and there's a letter in each of them as well. Oh, my word. Uh, Bit of overkill on the letters. Oh, okay, I was just going to, I can read this out. Uh, Look, the first week of October was an impossible month to meet a fan, but you tried very hard anyways. You're the best. Throughout your time on Talk, you've been one of my old school, bu- uh, you've been my old school buddy, remembering the 80s and 90s fondly <laughs> as a fun and magical time before the complications of adulthood set in. I wanted to get you two wrestling-themed shirts that reflect this sentiment. Hope you like them. And it's, uh, and if you don't, uh, but maybe they can go up on the t-shirt wall 2.0 if you make one, thanks. I had to guess on the shirt sizes, but there's a pretty good chance the only way green shir- uh, the green shirt would which I can't wear on the TV, unfortunately. It's going to fit. Is if you hop in the DeLorean, fire up the flux capacitor, and find your ten-year-old self to give it to him. Uh, good luck. That was that was pop culture reference heavy. That was well. Not this again. this is the green T-shirt. Wait, Actually, you wear that what's in the wrestle ramble? It's slightly darker, to be honest. You cannot wear that on a. Oh, screen. look at that! It's a Sergeant Slaughter T-shirt oh, nice. with the Cobra logo. Because it's a Cobra Clutch Challenge. That is a tasteful T-shirt. That is a tasteful wrestling yeah, T-shirt. Wrestling,
2: wrestling T-shirts can sometimes be a bit busy. Yes. But that looks, that looks just like a normal nice design.
1: And let's see. Size-wise, it's a large Ooh. I'm a medium. But I might be able to... I'll grow into, squeeze, it. I'll grow into it. That's what my mum still says to me. And I've got a second T-shirt here. He's no, a I'm man not. who knows his audience. Because I, I bloody love a T-shirt. Uh, let's have a look at this one that we've got here.
2: Heenan's School of Broadcasting broadcast journalism. journalism.
1: Oh, very nice. That's apt. That is apt because it's even got the headset that we nice. wear on these shows. That we'll likely
2: be getting rid of soon. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a nice reminder of, of the old times. Thank Aww. you so much for, for those t-shirts. And I've also got a little uh, DVD. Oh, God, this is so... D- thank you very much for this, Chris. Crikey, the classic superstar's writer Steve Austin and Cactus Jack, the
2: early years... What? So that's before WWE
1: because this isn't be... WWE. This is Delta DVD releases. Yeah, Steve Austin. He wrote to the top. And says, this is matches like Steve Austin versus Steve Austin versus the Punisher, the Medicine Man, and eight. A- like this is like all stuff that you like really, um, like off the off the beaten path stuff. Like Cactus Jack matches that you probably have never seen before. So
2: this is stuff that
1: WWE presumably don't own the rights to. I would imagine. Oh, that's so. fascinating. Yeah. God, Cactus Jack versus Terry Gordy. Cactus Jack and Sheik Braddock versus Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne. Wow. Matt Bourne obviously was the uh, I think it was the original Doink. Um and there's also some uh trading card stuff in here. Uh the WWE Heritage 2018, <laughs> nice. the uh the 2016 trading card set, and uh, a different 2016 trading card set.
2: We can put those up around the office. Yes.
1: Just like yeah. That's just sorry, just a bit of foli work. Oh nice okay. That is excellent That's so thoughtful Thank you so much For that uh, <laughs> I, bet, I bet your letter's not as good as mine Okay Oh captain My captain
2: <laughs> I've been watching Wrestle say poetry corner Yeah I've been watching WrestleTalk since it was Just you in front of the camera Honestly Back then I didn't even know That UK and Japanese wrestling Existed until you talked About them You expanded my wrestling Horizons for the better And my gift for you Reflects that Keep up the excellent work and try not to be so hard on yourself. (laughs) WrestleTalk is a brand that more and more fans love every day. Love to buy you and the guys a beer next time I'm in town. Get ready for the most British wrestling shirt ever and the most Japanese wrestling (laughs) shirt ever. (laughs) Thanks again, Infinite Crisis Chris Jenkins. Oh, wow. Exciting. Well, this is... Well, it's it's got a big (laughs) British flag on it. That's busy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Will Ospreay t-shirt. Oh, lovely. With a union... What is that? What's that flag? Union Jack. Incorrect. It's a Union flag. Hmm. It's only the Union Jack, folks, when it's flown at sea. <laughs> uh, that is cool. You can tell your dad's a break. Daily Mail reader. And uh, thank you very much for that. And where's the the most Japanese wrestling shirt ever? <gasps> it's a Marty Skull Villain Club t-shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's more than that. It's Marty's skull. Oh, <laughs> wrestling Godzilla. He's <laughs> got a chicken wing locked in Godzilla. And it says, long live the villain, king of the chicken wing. That is an excellent T-shirt. Oh, my t-shirt. God. That's, I mean, I've got, I'm not, I don't really like the Will Ospreay one, but that you can hear the difference in, in voice <laughs> that I really do like this one.
1: That's a great choice. And this is really interesting uh. as well, because you and I had this conversation quite recently off, off mic. But you got rid of all of your wrestling t-shirts recently. Because they're too old and they
2: retain my scent. <laughs> no matter how much I wash them, they still smell a bit. <laughs> and like my girlfriend said, you know, that's really when you should call it a day. And I'm like, but they're some of my favorite t-shirts. The armbar one has been with me since Progress Chapter 3, mm-hmm. which I imagine is 2011, 2012. So yeah, yeah, shouldn't really have t-shirts that are six years old. <laughs> Oh, but I've, I've got T-shirts that I had when I was at university. That, and, I,
1: and I graduated, like, uh-huh. 12 years ago. Uh-huh.
2: Well, thank you so much for that. That's so very uh, kind with, of you. I've got some more some bits. Some more bits and pieces um, in there. Let's see. I've got a DVD, too. It's like our own little wrestle crates. Mm. This is Slaughter... FMW... Oh, my God. Hardcore wrestling made in Japan. Slaughterhouse. FMW versus ECW. Witness the Massacre. If I'm correct FMW with the promotion That had like the C4 the explosion C4 matches. Oh Jesus This is going to be gruesome <laughs> look, look, The deadliest Hardcore wrestlers In the world uh, Sabu, Mike Awesome Terry Funk Sandman Dudley Boys One Man Gang John Cronus Tommy Dreamer Okay there's no commas there Tajiri Super Crazy uh, Tanaka Yes <laughs> um, Ghetto and Jado Oh wow With ECW's Paul Heyman setting the table, Uh, there's a couple of three-way dances, FMW Japan style, with Bubba Ray Dudley versus Sandman versus Terry Funk, and Kanemura versus One Man Gang versus Sabu, and then some six-man tags, uh, which is uh, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, and Sandman taking on Mike Gladiator, Mr. Ganasuki and Kanemura. God, Kanemura wrestled a lot on this show. Uh, Bonus matches, Sabu, Rob Van Dam versus Dudley Boys. This is going to be obscene. Yeah. That sounds like it would be a great Patreon podcast for us to do. Yeah, I wonder what month it was. This came out in 2001, this DVD. Oh, that's great. Can I have a look? Sure. Thanks, man. Uh, And then I also got some
1: some training cool Warning, this is the uncensored version. Extra footage too graphic for the sensors. Watch at your own risk. Oh, yeah. So got some uh,
2: some cool trading cards too. Just shaking the bag in case there's money in there. There isn't. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, We've went pretty long on the intro, thanks to Jenkins. Oh, so nice
1: though. Thank, Thank you, very you very much. Very much. But, honestly, we have gone long. Uh, but th- we're going to dive into the uh, the actual main show now. The reason you've all tuned into this, uh, we're going to be talking about the segment with Rusev and Aidan English and how this sort of just blundered that storyline into nothing. Here's the show. This whole...
2: This started almost exactly a year ago. A year and a couple of weeks where... Rusev brought down Aiden English off the back of Rusev's feud with Randy Orton, where Rusev was beaten in seconds at SummerSlam, and then he kind of got his win back, and everyone was flattened out to nothing in the usual style of WWE booking. And Aiden comes down, and pres- it's like the mayor, the mayor of Rusev's
1: blogdiv, I believe it's called blogdiv, a pl- a pl- yes. pl- pl-
2: his hometown. Don't know if it's real or if it's a made-up one, but Rousseau is actually Bulgarian. I did not do geography at GCSE, Mm. so I don't know. Even people who did do geography, I
1: think, would have a hard time
2: knowing all of the towns in Eastern European countries.
1: My wife studied geography at university, and I don't think she would know either. Did she? She did, yeah. Human geography.
2: Human geography? Mm. What, like that's a mountain
1: range. <laughs> it's in like it's I think it's like a to do with like populations and like how populations are managed and things like that. Huh. Well, Aidan English comes
2: out and in honor of the mayor declaring this day Rusev Day, he sings Aiden sings uh, an original composition that was in no way based on Randy Orton's entrance music mm-hmm. called Rusev Day and that got over. To a ridiculous degree. Top selling piece of merchandise on WWE.com. WWE, like anyone could see this was popular. Everyone loved it. The t-shirts were going crazy. Calendar. And then, yeah, but they underbought the calendar. Do you remember this report? I do.
1: Uh, And in fact, not only did they underprepare for how many calendars they were going to sell, they were really poor quality because Mm. they didn't want to spend any money on this because they all thought this isn't going to sell. So the apparently like even the bleed lines weren't right on the calendars. Wow. They were like really, really badly made. So
2: we all like WWE completely missed how organically over Rusev Day got him. Or maybe they didn't miss it and they just kind of did that weird WWE. We resent it when you get over by yourself. We're, we only like it when people we want to get over get over, like Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I was going to so- say Roman Reigns then, but. Mm. I forgot. Yeah. Uh so this like they never really get that push or that run that Rusev they deserved. No tag team title run when there was a perfect opportunity to do it just before I believe Fast Lane in February. It and it was, it was last
1: year. We had this chat last time. Really? And you said it was earlier this year and it was last year.
2: Oh, it was last year. My mistake. Um and then it comes to uh about a month ago, uh after Hell in Cell, it was the night after Hell in, well, the SmackDown after Hell in Cell. Aiden turns on Rusev and you you have this breakup and and we're all like, well, you know, Rusev Day deserved a lot more, but at least we're getting a cool angle to come out of it. And it was like it was really engaging soap opera stuff there for three
1: weeks. Two weeks.
2: Was it only two weeks?
1: More, It felt like it was. Yeah, because he did, like, he announced there was going to be one night in Milwaukee. Mm. Oh, yes, maybe it was three weeks. He announced there was one night in Milwaukee, then he showed the first part of it, and then by the second part of it, he'd already been scuppered. Yes, okay. If, we, and we said, it really felt like they cut this angle short. Little did we know they were going to cut it even shorter yes, uh, with so, tonight's show.
2: So this was all, um, it was Aidan English alluding that it had had intimate relations with Rusev's wife, Lana. Mm. But really, it was all because Aidan was jealous of Lana. Lana came in, broke up the broski. She, like, in his mind, she yokoed it, to use a, a term. To an outdated term. But the... It's, um... It's, so, so this was hot. This was a hot angle, I thought. It was one of the most talked-about things. Uh, people were theorising that The Rock could get involved because of a promo he did a couple of years ago about teaching... Lana, the the Milwaukee Shuffle or something? Something like that. Yeah. And it's just ended on this episode. <laughs> and even if they extend it out and have another match or another match and they build to an, a, a 15th blow-off match at Survivor Series, really, this feud has ended. Because we've seen Rusev and Lana get their, get their receipt on Aiden.
1: Yeah, so in the show... Just randomly, out of nowhere, with no build whatsoever, um, Rusev and Aiden English had a match on this random episode of SmackDown, and it was over in, what, a minute, maybe? Mm. I, I mean, a minute might be... It was very short. minute might be generous. Um, essentially, Lana just threw a, a shoe at Aiden English, then Rusev hit the Matchka kick. Ooh, Who throws a shoe? Um, Conan. Sorry? Conan. Co- Conan, yes. Yeah. Conan. Conan. You're like uh, Laurie when he says it. Conan. 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 No, no, Conan. Conan. No, it is Conan. My Conan. Yeah, my Conan. Sorry, that was my mistake. You say it correctly. Two nans together. (laughs) One's the Conan. (laughs) Conan. Uh, Zolana throws a shoe. Rusev hits the match. kick. Locks in the accolade. English taps out immediately. And that's it. And I I thought to myself, well, that's surely that it's over then, really. Because we've Mm. seen the hero vanquish the villain. Like, if you were watching a Spider-Man movie, and at the end of the first act spider-man beats the green goblin and saves the day like are you then going to be intrigued to see what the green goblin does next i guess in wwe's mind rusev
2: actually only beat uh shocker (laughs) and now shocker's gonna go and team up with the the green goblin or doc ock Mm -hmm. or a A bigger rogue A member of the Rose Gallery. So,
1: my I theorized slightly on the on the the review uh, of this show. Your notes are a sentence long.
2: Oh yeah, it actually is.
1: It's like yeah. I man- mean,
2: mine's not much better. It was, it was such a short. <laughs> i like, to, to say. It was yeah. From from what was one of the the most intriguing
1: storylines in WWE
2: felt like they, they wanted to be rid of it oh, so totally. quickly. Well, it's
1: weird because you and I were saying, probably like last week or maybe the week before, I can't see where they're going to do this match because they haven't got like a big show they can do this on until Survivor Series, which mm. isn't until the middle of November. So you've got to try and like artificially extend out this feud until you can get to that pay-per-view. As I said, little did I know they were just going to randomly do an episode of SmackDown in a one-minute match. But as I said, I theorised on the, the SmackDown review of this show, in the, the four-minute review, that maybe... English is going to find a new guy to sing songs about. Yes. And he'll create a new day. Not the new day, but he'll create a new day that can rival Rusev Day. And he'll then say, like, this new day is way more popular than Rusev Day. So
2: the the Rusev Day feud would actually be Aiden... Aiden would always be a manager-type role. Yes. Which is a shame, because they were a a tag-team act. Yeah. Uh, That that is the real shame in all this, because Rusev will mostly be fine. I can't... Like, I've given up on WWE having faith in him or giving him an actual push. It's just stop, start, stop, start. Uh, But he's like... You know, he's like Dolph Ziggler. He's slotted in at that level. Mm -hmm. He'll be safe until he has enough and leaves. Yeah. Uh, But Aiden English... Is a guy who's already lost one tag team partner Remember he was part of the Vaud Villains yep. with Simon Gotch And that act broke up last year And then he was put in as just a, a Side piece for Rusev that, that Actually got over by itself And Aidan English is Very good like he's a really good Performer he's a, he's a perfectly fine wrestler Um, But it's just like His acting his facials His delivery his singing Yes like these are all Really good things that shouldn't be wasted
1: he could be smackdown's elias he he really could be and i i don't think they're using this they're not using him to his full potential but really like the, the the real horror of all of this is that they took an angle that was that could have really caught some fire and actually did have some fire because when aiden was doing those one night in milwaukee when he first made that milwaukee promo the crowd were reacting to it, like oh, a big, yeah. oh, and people were getting into the soap opera aspect of it. So it just seems ridiculous now that they've just ended it with Rusev winning. And I know there are going to be people who will be like, oh, they'll just have another match. But, like, why would you care about another match at this point? Because we've seen the good guy win. Not not even just the good guy, but Lana got the slap in as
2: well. Yeah. Like, that was the... They, they won. Like, if... If Aiden lost, but did something nefarious to Lana, or maybe Rusev bumped into... Like, that would have been the perfect way, right? Mm-hmm. R- R- Lana's shouting at Aiden on the apron, he's shouting back, but then he moves out the way, Rusev bumps her off the apron, and then Aiden steals a roll-up victory. I mean, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have kept them apart for a lot longer until they have a proper blood feud clash. I would have put Aiden with, with Andrade, have, like, sing Andrade's stuff as he comes out, and then Vega can take on Lana at Evolution? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, that's what I was just loading up, if anyone was wondering why I was looking at my laptop so intently. I was trying to work... If Aiden is going to find a new guy, like, who would it be? Chuck him in with the big show in the bar. Everyone else is. Well, I was going to say, my first thought was, like, what, Cesaro? Cesaro Day. But then, Mm. like, but you can't do that because they're in a new faction, uh, um, uh, Shomaro. So... I don't really know who else there could be. Yeah, like, in terms
2: I, of heels. Hey, Samoa Joe's. Well, I was going to say, you don't want to see Joe, do you? Huh. Because,
1: like, otherwise, it turns Joe into a comedy act. and That's the last thing you want to yeah, do. Not is at Samoa this stage Joe. in his Absolutely career. Not.
2: Although there is great value, I think, in <laughs> Aiden skipping around a big Samoa Joe, kind of like the Martin Prince and Nelson y- yes. thing yeah, people yeah. describe Sammy and Kevin. I guess the that's...
1: only other person I could suggest would be Shinsuke Nakamura. And at least then Rusev is into, and actually, at least then Shinsuke Nakamura gets a storyline, which he hasn't had since he won the belt. And it gets the United States Championship back into a storyline, and it gives Rusev sort of like a title picture that he can slot himself yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. So there are some benefits to it.
2: I'm, I'm, I think nationalistic uh, storylines are played out. However, I think Aiden's siding with Nakamura because Nakamura is a true American. Yes. <laughs> against this dirty immigrant Rusev. Yeah. Could have quite a... That could be quite a, a good feud. Did
1: you release a Nakamura Day t-shirt in the red, white, and blue. Yeah. With, like, the Star Spangled Banner and things like yes, that.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But, yeah, overall, like, I, I can't see Aiden doing anything. I think he's going to fade into that Ty Dillinger slot now and just Thanos away from our screens, unfortunately. Oh, she's very... Yes, diggity, yes. Diggity
1: Russell Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording, along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, beyond the mat.
0: Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that that, that it's pretty logical that. You should be puke.
1: Holly El and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your Q's and R.A.'s.
0: You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. There's
1: a lot of times I don't. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, no, no. This will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chance. He's got a cue! He's got it's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestle Along screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from princecharlescinema.com, but they are going fast. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's princecharlescinema.com. Fuck.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code
2: ACAST.
0: Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure.
2: $25 a month or more pledge hammers, you get a shout out on this very show. So thank you, Infinite Crisis
1: Chris Jenkins. Yes, Woo-hoo. yes. Chris Jenkins has sent us a package in the mail which we're going to be opening up on the podcast version of this show. You brought which it with you. It's g- I need to go back to the okay. office to grab it. Um, we're going to be opening that up So thank you very much, Infinite Crisis. I want to be like you, Chris Louis. Yes. Yes. Thanks,
2: Chris Louis. Lovely stuff.
1: Christopher the Condor Johnson. Oh, what a Condor. <laughs> or the
2: Condor, Condor the Chris Johnson. We mm. should probably rename him as. Let's have a
1: drink. Christopher, no, let's oh. have a. I was yeah, right. You were right. Let's have a drink. Christopher Treves, Merryman. Yes. yes, drink. Merryman, like <laughs> such a merryman. Courtney, Villainous Havoc Summers.
2: We're gonna we're just gonna wish you a happy birthday, birthday again. Every
1: episode. Yes, let's definitely every yeah. every day is Courtney
2: Day. Yes. But Courtney. actually only once a month when we do the shout-outs. But happy birthday, <laughs> happy still Happy
1: Birthday, Courtney. Uh who's next? Well, of course, it's the mayor of Painesville, the bridesmaid, but never the bride, a real Dan's Dan. Dan! Yes! With all the nicknames.
2: Uh, Rob Pontin Problems? Pontin? Yes, Pontin. Welcome back, by the way. Welcome back. Dead the Pool Warrior. Yes! Oh, I thought there was a last name. No, no. That's cool. Dead the Pool Uh, Warrior. Dot, 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 dive. Dylan
1: Cachetta. Yes! Whoa, come on, Dylan. I love that Randy Orton meme. With a nice old reference. And they drew First Blood, not me. Grace Rambo. Woo! Yes, Rambo references. Speaking of old things,
2: let's get on with the SmackDown review. (laughs) What a different opening this was from Raw. (laughs) Like Raw is Raw. This week's Raw had one of the most emotionally devastating wrestling segments I've ever seen. I still cannot get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just it's it's so it's awful. And I had that in my head when this episode started. Yeah. And, this, and it's n- nothing on the new day, but when they walk out, like being happy and everything, I was just like, uh,
1: I'm not in the mood.
2: <laughs> Plus, you just lost your titles last week due to nefarious means. Yes,
1: with the Be big show. you a bit grumpy. Which is what they were talking about in their opening promo. Is that they uh, they said the bar, don't set the bar, they lowered the bar. That was a good line. And, uh, and big, show, uh, big Show, Big E said that Big Show. Uh, he, they should call him the bartender, and uh, he flips back, flips back and forth more than a flapjack. Mm. I, yeah. So although they talked
2: as though they were angry, like the content of the the script was angry, I I, I did not get that from them. I re, like, I think that was. I, I would like to see them just come out and be annoyed.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just
2: walk down. Or at least one of them's annoyed.
1: Well, they've got their guaranteed title shot. They're having their rematch at Crown Jewel, so like mm. they don't need to be angry oh boy, about it. Boy, to be happy about. Because they're getting their, their title rematch. Well, um, it's, a,
2: it's quite a unique
1: title rematch in that there's an extra guy in there.
2: So it's a six-man tag, right? No, it's just a tag team match. I could swear it was a a six-man tag... With the titles on the line.
1: Well, that might be what they say, but like it's advertised on the website as just The, the Bar versus New Day. But the graphic have Big Show in there. Well, the graphic on the website only has oh, The Bar. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. Well, you know,
2: maybe I, maybe I understood that wrong. Or maybe I misunderstood it. Yeah, or maybe WWE are just, we just don't know what's <laughs> happening with Crown Jewel. It's it ma- could have been called off by now. We should have put that as the disclaimer.
1: Yes. We don't know. At the time of this recording, Crown Jewel is still going ahead. We have got our website writer, Andy Datsun, he's going to message us if if anything changes on that, on this pre-recorded show that you're seeing Mm. many hours later. So that things might have changed.
2: Yeah, my news has got (laughs) stuff about it. Everything could be dated, annoyingly. Again, no one thinks about us in this whole big controversy. What about the poor WrestleTalk guys the who have to make guys. videos? I know, right? But anyway.
1: So long you can turn those things around. So, Show Maro came out <laughs> um, and they. to. Little-
2: sorry. With now three pieces of WrestleTalk music. <laughs> so, Cesaro's. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. And you get Seamus's. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they both do the bar point in the middle. Whoa! And out comes Big Show.
1: Too many music changes This led to Kofi Kingston Versus Big nothing, Show have got nothing To say on that It doesn't really bother me To be honest oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Entrances just Wash over me In this company It's just because
2: My problem with the bar Is that That's the last thing They haven't merged together <laughs> Everything else Like movesets Gear Name All coherent Why not make them One entrance music piece well that is their entrance music. It's But it's the- a mishmash
1: of Cesaro and no, it's the start of Cesaro's uh, and all of Shin. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh but this led to a match between Kofi Kingston and the Big Show. It wasn't really a match though, because like Big Show just like beat up Kofi a lot, chokeslammed him several times over, and then a brawl broke out and Shomaro stood tall. I mean if you can't tell by my tone, or if you haven't watched my four-minute review, I wasn't that keen on this episode of Smackdown Live. No, it was rubbish. <laughs> it was rubbish. The crowd were very
2: quiet as well. Like oh, no. there was When Big Show was, you know, chokeslam, chokeslam. And I, I like a Big Show chokeslam, mm-hmm. but the crowd were dead. And this is, you know, it was actually, it looked brutal. Just picking him up, Kofi, ragdolling him down again and
1: again and again. But the crowd was silent. Well, I mean, they were... Certainly more quiet during the main events. Yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so anyway, like, so it was. It wasn't really much of a, an opening segment. But yeah, they're having a match at Crown Jewel next Friday, if that show is still happening. Uh, we then got a video package for Roman Reigns. Oh, heartbreaking stuff to watch at half past five in the morning.
2: Uh, there was an ooh ah chant from the crowd afterwards, which it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I wish I felt this way about him when he was wrestling. You I know? know, I just, I, I wish know. he was. I wish the baby face thing worked now, but it didn't. Have you seen... I would have loved to have actually chanted who
1: are and meant it have you seen all the conspiracy theories coming out now we saw i saw them in the comments yesterday like when the first the videos first went up you had a lot of people coming in to be like thank you roman was never a fan of his character but this is awful this is basically the basic sort of thing that we were saying on our videos then when i checked the comments this morning it was all like it's all a work this is just like they'll do anything to get roman over so either these are people who were just doing it to troll but you see scott hudson former wcw commentator scott hudson is adamant it's a work like he is 100% convinced that it's not real. You
2: know what? I hope it's a work. I just yeah, I hope someone doesn't have leukemia. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I I don't even think WWE are that uh, depraved to fake something like that. Yeah.
1: Um next up we got the Usos taking on AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, a rematch from last week. Oh, that's lazy. Weird. Weird, <laughs> if you want to talk about lazy, the exact same finish which was malfunction at the junction and the Usos picked up the win. Mm. I mean, what? What can you say? This is just—it's just
2: copy and paste.
1: Well, this is control C, control V.
2: And this is like—we said it at the start of the year. Well, not the start—the start of the wrestling year, so April—and uh, you had the superstar shakeup. And you had on SmackDown Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe. When those four start to pair off and feud against each other, we're like, "This is going to be amazing! Like, this is going to be a golden age! Like the new SmackDown Six Era. The work rate's going to be phenomenal." But Samoa Joe and AJ is, you know, largely it was okay in parts, but it was it was nowhere near as good as it should have been. It was incoherent. S- yes, yeah, same with AJ and Nakamura, and now with AJ and Bryan, like this. This is a feud, this is an open goal, and they are just
1: booting it over the crossbar every time. And made worse when these two cut a promo backstage and Daniel Bryan starts calling him Pinocchio. So like no reaction whatsoever because why would you react to your number one contender to the WWE Championship using childish insults Mm. like Pinocchio? Oh, your nose is growing because I don't think you're telling the truth. It's really bad. Yeah, Brian's heart
2: didn't seem to be in these Absolutely
1: lines. Absolutely not. Why yeah, why would it be?
2: So the yeah, the AJ and Brian work together off the bat, uh, then the Usos come back. The Uso uh, actually say the finish first. Uh AJ get it was the same finish but it was reversed. Yeah. So AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, but he nearly hits Brian. They both stop. Usos get in between them, so AJ does a Pele kick, but that hit that one hits Brian and then an Uso splash on AJ. For the win. Mm. Uh, did you see the Uso splash, What he did in midair? I did not. He cocked the fist. I did it really, very nice. In honor nice. of his real-life cousin, real very ways. nice. Uh, but then, yeah, they just stared at each other afterwards, looking a bit grumpy. AJ and Brian, uh, lame. That is just such a lame way to build, the, like, to tell this story. And then afterwards, it's Dasher who who interviews AJ and. Brian, and they said, was that an accident? And AJ goes, of course it was an accident. Of course it was. Just like last week's was, uh, when Brian hit me. And Brian goes, yeah, yeah, last week's was an accident, but, you know, was this week's was an accident too. Yeah. And then that's where the tension came. And it was just like, it was just nothing. It was so uninspired.
1: It was nothing. But I felt this whole show, like it almost felt like it was an autopilot. Yeah, totally. Like it was a week where they thought, well we'll do all of our build for crown jewel next week so we don't really because maybe we don't know if the show's going ahead so let's just put a show on in that case then i mean granted you shot yourself in the foot slightly evolution is this sunday put more focus on that yes <laughs> you, know what I mean? I totally agree. you know that show is happening evolution this is the go-home show for evolution you could be easily forgiven for forgetting that there was two segments on this show that were dedicated to that because as we said yesterday, SmackDown only has one storyline going into that show. A show that has seven matches, there is one storyline on SmackDown going into it. That is an absolute travesty. Mm. Which brings us to this a nice little segue, I guess. Um, we've got a recap of the altercation at the Performance Center that happened over the weekend. WWE uh, reported on this, WWE.com reported on this. So Charlotte was giving this sort of horribly scripted <laughs> speech about evolution. It and was and, awkward. I, was, uh. I, I don't know, it was just some pandering nonsense about following your dreams or some crap. And she then, did not sound genuine. Well, no, and, and the people who were standing there were looking at it, I was like, you're you not believing anything you're saying because we've already seen the script. We know what's going to happen. Like, why not just say, go on, Charlotte, do a seminar like you usually would and make it feel
2: real. Oh, it's yeah, this was this was rubbish.
1: And then she took a Q&A, like she, like it was a book signing, mm-hmm. and uh, there were nice some plants in there to, to ask questions. Oh, I've got a question, and then one of the competitors of the uh, the may Young Classic asked a question, but that was when Becky Lynch came in. And it was at this point, I said, I was like, oh, Shayna Basil is there. I oh, saw, was she? I saw Shayna Baszler, and Marina shafir was there, but more importantly, Shayna Bays was there, and I thought to myself. She's on the Evolution card. Wow. She has they've a match. They've done
2: nothing for that, have they?
1: That, exactly, and that's my point. You'd have thought, <sighs> if you're trying to hype up people for this show, not everyone's watching NXT. So why didn't you have Shayna Baszler come out for like a featured match on Raw or SmackDown, or Kyrie Sane come out mm. for a featured match? But aside from just saying they are having a match on commentary, they've done nothing on either Raw or SmackDown to build this, which is exemplified here. When you've got Shayna Baszler standing there, no one makes any mention that she has a match at Evolution. Like, oh, yeah. like and and Shayna Baszler's character, like why why is she there? Because if Charlotte they there being like, I'm a you know, evolution's this great show for all of us, and Shayna Basler should be like, Yeah, and I'm there and I'm gonna win because I'm the best. Yeah. It was so it's really bad for her to have been in that position. Yeah, the main roster really does not care about what's
2: going Absolutely on in that. Yeah, but just think like, okay, you've got uh two performers, Kyrie Sane and uh Shayna Baszler, who are in Evolution. Most of the the main roster audience is not going to know who these people are at all. A very small amount of people actually watch NXT mm-hmm. compared to Raw and SmackDown. So I would have Shayna Baszler do an exhibition match against someone on Raw. Absolutely. And hey, Kyrie Sane against Asuka as a huge exhibition match on SmackDown. Yeah. And you you do you do a finish that protects everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when you have all the women run down and thrown over the top rope nonsense. Yeah. But I ju- yeah. This was... I mean, I saw Mia Yim in there. Yep. T- talking of other uh, show spot... Like, people spotting... Of course, she was Jade in TNA. And Chelsea Green, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't spot Chelsea Green. She then. might have not been Chelsea Green. Because Chelsea... She's got, like, dark hair now. Yeah. Which makes her look like a lot of different people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The blonde hair was usually an identifier.
1: But yeah, Becky walks in much better than Charlotte. Oh, so much better she than She sounds like a real person. She's <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, she comes in and essentially says, never make friends on the main roster because they'll just stab mm. you in the back. Uh, and then a brawl broke out between Becky and Charlotte and they had the sort of pull-apart thing. I like the idea. Yes, the idea was absolutely fine. Problem was, this is the go-home show. Like, yeah. this this is not a go-home angle for this feud. Like, or it's nothing. a week two or three thing, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You could have done something there. But, uh, yeah, the, and the and execute, I wouldn't have had Shayna Baszler there. Yeah, and Charlotte's,
2: Charlotte's performance was, was bad. But it's very Triple H. It's a very Triple H NXT way of building a feud.
1: Yeah, and then Charlotte cut another awfully scripted promo uh. backstage where she said that, like, of all the things Becky has done, what you did at the NXT Performance Center was disrespectful. That's where we made ourselves... And I was like, you don't sound like you believe this at all.
2: And like, we don't care about it. You sound like a dork, Charlotte. (laughs) Becky's so much cooler than you. Of course we're going to root for
1: her over teacher's pet Charlotte. And apparently the story is... So the, the rumored main WrestleMania main event for next year was like, since mm. day dot of Ronda Rousey coming to this company was Flair versus Rousey. Like the big, it's our two biggest like female stars in the roster and they're going to collide in the main event of WrestleMania. Word is now that match might be off the cards because of the way that Charlotte has been booked in this feud. Because she's now so cold off the back of this Becky Lynch feud that they might have to pull that match and think of something different to do. Mm. And, like, you've really got only yourselves to blame in that, because it's not Charlotte's fault that you've booked her to be this absolute dork. It's your fault. Yeah. really yeah. is a shame.
2: Yeah, a dork against someone who's so much cooler. Yeah. Maybe this act could work against... I don't know. Mm. The Iconics. Carmella. Yeah, Carmella. Uh, yeah, that worked great, then not it? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, the, the, and, like, the other thing is... As bad, not as bad as this segment was, but as out of place as this segment was. So this should have been week two or three in the build. This should have been like they should have got the main event. Absolutely, they should have had a better angle. And Becky and Charlotte should have been in the go home main event angle heading into Evolution. I have like WWE has no excuse for why that's the case. Why that wasn't the case? Nope.
1: Absolutely. Because what
2: we got was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton with nothing on the line and no interest whatsoever. It was the most pedestrian match.
1: Oh, my God. Well, well, we'll get to that. But anyway, yeah, I thought this segment was, yeah, I thought it was fine, just in the wrong place in terms of this build. And I thought it was, yeah, I thought it made Shayna Baszler look a bit a yeah. bit stupid. And I know the fact that Charlotte's there going like, and you can totally carry your characters over into the main roster. And I was like, apparently not, mate, because she's <laughs> not even allowed to have her character here. and She's in NXT. Yeah. But- oh, wait, wait, we should, we just, just to double down on this. Charlotte's to camera promo was terrible (laughs) I thought Kurt Angle would have the worst promo of the week but man Charlotte's always there to steal that spotlight it was really bad yeah Uh, we then got the Rusev and Aiden English stuff then we got Ms. TV with Rey Mysterio and I'll be honest at the end of this segment I can't tell you what they talked about I thought this was probably the best I
2: mean it's Damn in with faint praise. I thought this was the best segment on the show. I
1: thought the match was good. Yes. But I thought the actual talking segment, I can't tell you what they actually spoke about. Well it was
2: actually I I liked it. So Miz comes out, the crowd initially sounds so like they they are quiet. When Miz goes, Welcome to Miz TV, like for like you could hear the individual voices. That's how sparse the crowd was here. But Miz frames it, it's all about the crown jewel World Cup because Miz and Mysterio are both in that. Brings down Ray for the interview, and uh, he says it's not the '90s anymore. People aren't into underdog Ray; they're into A-listers like the Miz, larger-than-life characters like the Miz. And he kept repeating it, and that got the crowd like. So the mm. crowd started to boo and get into this. Oh, okay, like Miz, like I thought Miz's performance here was John Cena levels of getting a crowd to wake up. And care about something in the ring. He
1: was very good in which, like, because Ray didn't really have a lot to say, but he did stand up and was like, "I'm not here to talk on your dusty show. I'm here to have a fight." Mm. And the crowd got into a bit of a yes chant. And Miz, because he's so good at this, was just like, "This audience doesn't want to see a wrestling match between he's us." Playing them, playing he's them like playing a fiddle. Them. It's he's very, very good at doing that, manipulating the mm. audience. And and the reason
2: that Ray probably got that pop. Was off the back of all the heat that Miz was getting. It's, it's that heat transference. <laughs> heat transference. Ray also had a nice line where he says, I was booked for Truth TV.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not a format anymore. Uh, but yeah, like he says, he wants to fight. Miz says, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do it. But then he attacks him and it turns into Miz versus Ray. I
1: thought this was actually a really decent match. I like Ray. Like I like you, Ray.
2: If you told me this five years ago, you're going to be into Ray Mysterio on on in wwe i know right i've been like shut up i hate him i'm sick of him I, do- I just
1: want want him to go away but i'm yeah he's just it's really, really nice to have Benner. him back yeah, yeah. I, I think he's had a terrific 2018 mm-hmm. but he I, i'm really really glad to see him back in this and he can take what is a fairly mundane match of ms versus ray mysterio like they even put this over on commentary like it's been six years since these two last had a match on, on wwe and i thought Crikey, we're not moving forward, yeah. are we? Um, <laughs> Can't wait for that Jeff Hardy-Randy Orton main event. <laughs> no, um, But I, I thought this was actually a, a fun little match. And I, there was a lot of reversals, mm. a lot of counters and stuff Ray's like that. Ray's counters were really good. Really, really yeah. good. And Ray eventually uh, hit the 619. He, uh, it, they built it up so Ray couldn't hit the 619 throughout the match. And then he finally got it, dropped the dime for the win. I thought it was a fun little match.
2: Yeah, that the crowd were into because I really think it's down to Miz there. Yeah. Uh, just one question. Ray's very, very visually impressive baseball, like prone baseball slide. Yeah, the the penguins splash. The penguins. How does that not burn his torso? Because he's made of iron. Or like he's just lubricated. Or just, or he's just very lubricated. Like when yeah. he's that ring canvases have a bit of friction to them. Yeah. When you slide out at that speed, mate. I just I don't know how he's doing that It's impressive. Is it just all on his dick? <laughs> he's just got like, he's just tense in his buttocks pushing forward yeah and those like leathery pants yeah that's what it all is it's all in the slide on the yeah. pants I guess so it's really. it, like his body isn't actually touching it it's all yeah. the pelvis that's, reason maybe that's what it is yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but uh, yeah I thought it was, a, it was a fun little segment although it does and this kind of plays into the main events as well of like this this world cup to determine the best in the world two people in that world cup have already lost their matches to people yeah. who are in that tournament yeah. so we're sort of already deciding who the best in the world is before we even get there so it's it's a tor- it's a tournament, is it? Yes, it, they do keep saying it's a one night tournament. Okay, um, I don't know why that doesn't like, go in my head. Because like, if if Miz beats Mysterio at the World Cup, like, does that negate Rey's win here? Because surely Rey's already proven that he's better than Miz. It's all about on the night, mate. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of on the night... This is a terrible segue. Uh, Naomi and There's Asuka... no speaking of that at all. <laughs> no, Naomi and Asuka was set to face the uh, absolution of Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. But before the match could even start, the Iconics came out and cut a very short promo. Um, they are... I love the Iconics, but they... Probably because they're not given the time for like the punchlines to land. But like the Bellas yesterday, on Raw, rather, on Monday... They're not very good at like the, I don't want to do this in this hometown mm. of your, I don't want to do this in your local sports team. Like they just say like, well, let's not do this in this town. And it never gets the same crowd reaction as when Elias does it of when it's just, like, by
2: the way, your local sports
1: team is rubbish.
2: Yeah, because they go straight into the next line or they're like part of their gimmick yeah. and delivery is that they talk over each other or they're very quick because, you know, they're best friends and yeah. everything. They matter. Uh, but yeah, like I agree. Us. I agree with that. Yeah yeah. 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 We would be terrible at getting these. <laughs> <kids. laughs> Uh, I this uh, okay. I, I do like their iconic which yeah, they did superhero pose mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, and Lana came out
1: yeah Lana came out and said it's it's a happy Lana day and then Carmella comes out for a dance break and then Selena Vega throws her into the ring a brawl breaks well, out where Aska did Vega
2: for. come from she
1: ran out from the back okay because I only only
2: realised she was there when she was in the ring standing tall near the end <laughs> so where did she come from because I tuned out of this segment because it was awful like yeah. this was just this was your final build it was for, an embarrassment like no wonder all the women are annoyed that they have to
1: they're all been relegated to this battle royal 80 percent of the wwe roster more or less 80 That's a rough guess are in that battle royal and as i said in the review they're just going to get overshadowed by the nostalgia acts yeah nostalgia acts that wwe have done nothing to promote other than say their names on commentary Like, they've done zero build for this to even get you excited that there are going to be nostalgia acts in this. Like, they were talking about this on on Wrestling Observer Radio. This is Medusa, Alundra Blaze's first match since 2001. She hasn't wrestled since WCW closed its doors in 2001, and she is just in this match. And there's been v- virtually zero mention of that. Yeah, like, where's the video packages building up these returning legends? Absolutely. Like, you've got the footage. Yeah. Just take some time out to edit them together. It was This This was bad. And Asuka stood tall at the end. Who could possibly care? Um, Asuka and Naomi had a, a dance-off uh, during Mixed Match Challenge. Um, that'll put butts in seats. Um, and then... Uh, it was just, like, when Asuka threw out
2: Vega even though this wasn't a battle royal match, it was meant to be a tag like that, just thanos away. And her music hits, and Asuka's there like, da, da, da oh, look at me, da I'm nibbling something. I'm just like, this is embarrassing. So I'm embarrassed bad. for you, I'm embarrassed for me, I'm embarrassed that they put this on. It's just like, come on. So,
1: here's a simple idea. Here is a really simple idea you could have done. Asuka versus Ember Moon. At Evolution, find Ember Moon looking to get that win because she never beat Asuka. She's never beaten, she never beat Asuka in NXT, um, and then she won the belt, which made it once uh, Asuka vacated it. So you could have actually had, I oh, mean, a storyline for uh, Ember Moon where she really wants to beat Asuka. It's like mm-hmm. been, it's the, it's the, been the crutch on her shoulder ever since she came into this company. She's never been able to defeat Asuka and build up a rivalry between the two, a cross-brand thing to do it at Evolution. But well, no, they're, they're just both in the battle royal. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. no one will care. Um, Shane McMahon came out next um, to talk about the World Cup. Oh, God. What up, Newark? Yep. Um, and he says uh, the, it's the World Cup to determine the best in the world. The crowd started chanting for CM Punk. This was the only thing I really liked about <laughs> the segment. And he just went, I don't believe he's in this tournament. I
2: wish he would. Julie noted.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so there was a report from PW Insider last week that said Shane McMahon's Cameo return for SmackDown 1000 was actually his full return to TV, and it'll be factored into storylines and stuff going forward. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a shame because Paige has been doing a really, really good job. Like she's a great general manager. Uh, and last time Shane and Paige were together, it, there was a weird. Sexual undertone to it that Where didn't work on this show. Well, they, yeah, so that's how they get round it. They take away one of the like the best authority figures they've had in years to replace it with Shane McMahon. Like this was so, this was reeked of nepotism. Like what? He's not
1: a he's not a good in like he's not a good character. I, I just I genuinely thought this was setting up something. I was like this I, I was like why is Shane out here to talk about the World Cup and he's going like, like someone from the blue brand is going to win it perhaps it'll be the igni- the enigma Jeff Hardy and I'm like it's the charismatic enigma you dolt. Mm. um and but I I genuinely thought this was here to set up something because there was a match between I've written here Jeff Hardy versus Shane McMahon which you can tell him <laughs> <getting> about this <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton um and I thought maybe they were going to build into, I, heaven forbid, a Randy versus Shane feud.
2: Yeah, like have Shane McMahon at ringside.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought they were doing. And yeah. then Shane Vanossed
2: away. Or like maybe Shane's got the crown jewel trophy. Like, hey, okay, <laughs> look, here it is. It's ridiculous. Oh, they haven't got that made yet. Yeah, look at it, because you're never going to see it in a couple of weeks <laughs> again. And then I was just just like, what have you done with Paige? Where is she? I want her back. And where's Samoa Joe? And where's Nakamura? And where's Luke Harper? And where's all the people I
1: like? (laughs) Well, instead, you got Jeff Hardy versus not Shane McMahon, you got Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. And the crowd were just shockingly quiet. This was the most pedestrian autopilot you know we were talking yesterday about like looking through the curtain seeing how how loud the crowd are how busy I was like well we've already got their money that was this match no effort with both guys I mean Jeff did a swanton onto the floor I guess but it was just zero effort zero emotion it was a pointless match with zero consequences for a tournament that has even less consequences it was this was a dreadful ending to this show and then, you, and now, all I could think of was just like Evolution to this Sunday, like Evolution yeah. to this Sunday, and this is how you're you're ending this show is with Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. It's uh,
2: God, it was bad. Um, it's just like the last time these two saw each other was Hell in a Cell, so not actually that long ago, less than four, thirty days. Yeah, yeah, like four, four, five, six weeks, and that wrote. Jeff off television, and for weeks you've been saying, "Oh, it was Randy's heinous actions that wrote Jeff off television."
1: Why would in- you have a match with Randy Orton? Didn't you see Jeff Hardy hasn't been seen yeah. around these
2: parts? Then he just came back. In in reality, it was Jeff Hardy's own recklessness <laughs> that wrote him off TV because yep. he tried that that uh, splash through the table. But then it's like, okay, so you're gonna have this match. I'm I'm done with this feud, but you're gonna put it on, like surely build it up as a big blood feud revenge thriller. But no, like, the the bell rings and they just go into, like, a normal wrestling match. Where's Jeff running wild on Orton? Where's the bully Orton getting some, some, like, you know, recompense from the guy he's been tormenting and rode off TV for a couple of weeks? It's just, yeah, it was like, like you said, it was so... But bo- I mean, I I even got the impression near the end of the match that Randy Orton was annoyed with the crowd for <laughs> not being more into it. Like, you know when... Because Randy's a bit spoilt sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, definitely back in the day, he would throw tantrums in the ring if stuff didn't go his way or there were botches. Uh, he's gotten a lot better at it. But I, I, I saw a glimpse of that in near the end of this match. And I thought maybe it's because he's blaming the crowd for this rubbish show that WWE had put on and now this rubbish decade out of date match that we're seeing
1: now yeah, yeah it was it was bad it's bad and to your point as well of the it's bad enough that WWE booked this match or smackdown booked this match in terms of like well you just had this like you know killer feud a couple of weeks ago that was i was meant to have written jeff hardy off tv but neither of those two worked any of that into this match mm-hmm. like they just they they may as well never have had that feud because, like, nothing they did in this was, like, really referencing... It was a pre- bit of lobe action. Yeah, like a little low action. But even then, it was like, mm, and then he yeah. moved on. It was, it was a really damp ending to this. And, like, I, I mean, I gave this show Ellsworthy in the Smackdown review. A pathetic Ellsworthy is the way that I put it. But actually, after doing it, I suddenly started to think myself, I was like, maybe this really was a smack in the face. Mm. This was a really, really bad show. And the only reason I don't think I would have given it a smack in the face is that I don't... Like, for me, if it's to be the worst rating possible, it would have to be really damaging to someone. Yes. And I don't think there was anything on this show that was really damaging to anyone. Everyone's flattened out, but I don't think anyone was really, like, you know... No one could come back from it. So I do think it's, like, a, a low... A low Ellsworthy, maybe even a high smack in the face.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for smack in the face.
1: Well, I think you're totally... yeah. I mean, Which
2: is the lowest rating, yeah. one out of five, because, uh, and I agree with you, that's how I rate things, it, there has to be something absolutely terrible on the show, like really damaging, uh, and nothing else good, really, for it to get that rating. And for me, underselling Evolution in this way w- was was just just an embarrassment and reprehensible, really. Mm-hmm. I think again, it like it 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 just shows that evolution is is a gimmick pay per view. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And like it is a gimmick pay per view. They should have made a real effort to make you convince, to, to convince everyone that women's wrestling is something that matters, which it does. But really, they they it's just exposed their own true feelings on it where
1: it's just like a little make good for PR. That's it, yeah. It's, it's a PR exercise. It's the sort of thing because the people that they're doing this PR for, I'm going to watch the show. They're not looking into the show and see all the storylines leading into it. They're just going to look at WWE's press release of we've done an all-women's pay-per-view and they'll be like, God, that's really good. That's very good. We want to be involved with this company then because they're doing a lot of progressive stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll write up a... Uh- uh, an article for cbs sports yeah. you know that sort of absolutely, stuff.
1: absolutely yeah that, that's all this is for like it, it it's not for wrestling fans it's not for the women in the company it is literally just so they can get some good pr which they're in sort of dire need of at the moment um and and that's it's it's a real shame It's like, it's actually it's frankly embarrassing and they really should be ashamed of themselves I think it's, it's awful. So we went from
2: a, you know, I gave it five out of five. Raw yesterday, very rarely done. I've done it twice in the last couple of weeks. I think Raw's been on an absolute storm recently. Mm-hmm. And Smackdown has been woeful. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, this, this, was a ter- this was the worst possible rating.
1: So someone actually explained one of the jokes in the outro of yesterday's podcast. Because there were a few weird ones there. I mean, I, I got them all. I just thought they were controlling. Or was it the last one it we was, didn't it get? Was, it was the, the one about the, the hand that we didn't get. Right. So um, thank you to uh, Christina Clark on Discord, who said, In the outro, one of the jokes was about fingers. Phalange is the scientific word for one of the bones that makes up the finger. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, so <laughs> that requires some real like inside baseball knowledge in order to uh, to get that joke, which is probably why it went over our heads. Um, but we have got this joke in from one of our long-running email uh, inners, How jumping the smark. Well, it should take us the the rest of this. Okay, outro, okay. I think. So well, I thought, usually
2: we do one-liners. Yes. Yeah, seems- well,
1: he's he even says this one. Fa- this one's fairly long. That's what she said. But here it goes. A frog goes into a bank to get a loan. He walks up to the teller, who is wearing a name tag that says Wack. She's pretty startled, as one would be in this scenario. Hello, says the frog. I would like to take out a $5,000 loan. The teller is confused, but decides to be kind. What's your name, she asks. Kermit, replied the frog. Kermit the frog is a puppet. You aren't Kermit the frog. I was named after him. (laughs) Mrs. Wack, getting more and more confused by the second, asks, What do you need a loan for? The frog replies, "For a family vacation." Who's your family? Inquires Mrs. Wack. Well, my mother is named Matilda, and she's a frog. And ma- but my father is Mick Jagger. Mrs. Wack has had <laughs> enough at this point, and she goes to her manager. There's a frog outside who wants a loan. The bank manager, not really paying attention, tells her to give him a loan. So she goes back outside. Do you have any collateral she asks yes replies the frog and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a shiny pink toy elephant mrs wag frustrated <laughs> goes back to her bank manager to get his attention Paddy, what do you want? He asks. There's a frog out there who wants a loan. Claims to be the son of Mick Jagger and has given me this as a collateral. And it pulls out the elephant. What even is this? She exclaims. The bank manager examines it, turns it over a few times and says, This is a knickknack, knack Paddywhack. Give that frog a loan. His old man's a rolling stone.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that's when the punchline was coming, so it was even more disappointing when it happened. <laughs>
1: uh, this in from AJ Ward. Hi, Luke, Ollie and El uh, Feel well. The <laughs> podcast and everything you're doing with the channel have just become a $10 pledge. Hammer to get even more. I have a question about progress. Having watched the main event from Wembley, which I would say is easily in my top 10 match of the year, mm. I want to get properly into, the uh, properly into the promotion and wondered where I should start. Stay swatched from Alex Wild oh okay wow um i I can
2: 't really answer that actually uh, because i when I was into it when I was really following it avidly for a couple of years, I imagine that's when the uh, like the production values wouldn't have been as good mm-hmm. it's definitely improved a lot now, so I guess there's two points which are widely celebrated that you can go in at. You can go in from chapter one through to chapter twenty, which is when I lived through it, which is the whole Jimmy havoc book jimmy he comes in as a baby face has a couple of great hardcore matches and then he turns heel and he has this excellent run and oh my god some of those nights some of those shows were just some of the best hot shot booking i've ever seen like you know you'll have essentially someone winning money in the bank cashing in their money in the bank heel turn the and then having to get pinned by the, the... Oh, it's just insane. So that's great. And it ends quite nicely at chapter 19, I think. And then the other one everyone talks about is the rise of British
1: Strong Style. Mm. So if you, if you find out where they first started to come to prominence... Also, if you watch the early days, you get to see the original version of the Progress Championship, which looked like Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, so we all used to chant Nazi stuff. Nazi <laughs> stuff. And then they said,
2: please don't... Like, you can chant anything you like. So we all started chanting Jimmy Savile, I <laughs> uh, uh, and then he said, "So, but please don't chant that because it's ju- it's just like we want to put this on a DVD and it doesn't, it doesn't help us." And everyone was so well behaved, and they never called it that. Well, afterwards, th- don't have a championship that looks like a Nazi staff. I loved it; I thought it was awesome. And the tag team belts used to people thought it was, there was goofy. A, b- a big shield, like half of a shield. Yeah, like a yin and yang shield, yeah. and each member of the tag team champs would have one. Put it together. Yeah, Form Voltron.
1: Uh, Well, let's end off with a small joke uh, from James, uh, from a pledgehammer, JJ Dillon, in fact. James J. Dillon. What is the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? I mean, I don't know what the second one is. Well, I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's good. But that is all we've got time for on today's show. Thank you all for your correspondence, your (laughs) jokes, and the amazing presence from Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Uh, We'll be back. uh, Actually, we're going to be back later on. I mean, me and Laurie will be back tomorrow for the NXT review, but we'll also be here on Thursday for the Evolution Predictions. Mm. uh, And then we'll be back on Saturday with the um, uh, usual magazine show. That's the word I'm after. And you and... Website writer Andy Datson will be back on Monday for the evolution wrap-up show and review, which I'm sure there'll be so
2: much to talk about. So yeah, and set your set your phases to disappointment. Because yeah. it's Andy. It's yeah. his first
1: time. <laughs> that is all we've got time we don't for.
2: Don't know how he's gonna be. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Good <laughs>